Hello and welcome to the second row. This is our weekly podcast. This is our preview show for round 19 and welcome back. Thank you very much for listening so far and everyone who's given feedback. It's been much appreciated. As it, Oshin? Absolutely. Thanks very much. So far, it's been really positive. Uh, hopefully, long may it continue. So in this week's podcast, we'll just touch on any major news that's happened in the last two weeks. We'll go through the matches and do our previews and we'll have a player and we'll have our one to watch out to towards the end. And we'll start with the fallout from that incredible Belgium-Spain International match. scandal right off the bat. Oh, it's just those, one of those ridiculous things I've ever heard of or seen in rugby. I can't, I don't think we have enough time to try and explain what exactly has happened. No, I think the 10-second the, the version, Belgium and Spain managed to make a mess of the game. There was uh, dodgy referees, so it looks like World Rugby are going to try and get the fixture replayed. But in the meantime, they seem to have unearthed this, you know, running theme of ineligible players the whole way through the qualifying competition. So they haven't really got a clue what they're going to do with this. It's a complete shit show. Well, the match is going to be replayed anyway that the, the Romanian ref was on for. And that I think at least if they can fix that one bit, they can kind of start fixing all the other bits as well in the background. But that kind of needs to be, to be sorted. Yeah. And I'm, fingers crossed for Nigel Owens. <laughs> Watch this space. So the other big piece of news this week, obviously, um, the verdict has come out in the uh, case in Belfast. So I think we, it's it's not something that I think we're going to add any value to. So it's not something I want to discuss in any great depth. I have neither the legal knowledge nor the 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 ethical uh, the ethical background to get into it. Um, the guys obviously have been found not guilty. The IRFU and Ulster Rugby are conducting an internal investigation, which now includes Craig Gilroy as well, actually, um, in terms of the general behaviour. So I think we'll wait to see what happens. I think it's pretty fair that you can be a you can be a reprehensible human being without necessarily being a criminal. Um, we'll have to watch this space. Yeah, like I think there's a there's a larger conversation to be had, and we're not smart enough to have it. To be perfectly honest. No, there's been uh, some really good stuff this week actually. Though um, second captains had a really good podcast about it. Um, Blind by Boat Club had a really good podcast in terms of some of the impact of it as well. So go listen to people who are cleverer than us about that. We're here to talk about the rugby. So getting back to rugby, uh, Edinburgh have released another 10 players. That That's Cockrell seriously cleared house. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie Froon is probably the only real big name from the latest batch, but uh, they've got Sam Hidalgo Klein, Duncan Weir, Colonel Dupreetz, all leaving the club in the summer. So a lot of names that Edinburgh fans will be familiar with who aren't going to be lining out next season and limited traffic going the other way at the moment. Yeah, and like when you think about it, with the Pro 14 sides doing so well in Europe, I can see more names coming. And, you know, Munster, Leinster and Scarlets, three Pro 14 teams in the um, Champions Cup semi-finals. It's brilliant. Yeah, three out of three wins in the quarters. It's been brilliant. Um, which led to the usual moaning from Premier Rugby, who've decided that they don't want to play in Europe anymore. They're taking their ball. They're going home. Wah, um, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yes, watch me as I play the tiniest violin in the world for Premier Rugby. So sad. Oh, it's just, I can't stand them, to be honest, at this stage. Yeah, and, un- unfortunate result up in Galway. Oh, unfortunate. Unfor- it wasn't unfortunate, it was just awful. I can't talk about the match, I'm that annoyed by it still. Good chance to turn it around this week. Um, off, to, no. off to South Wales. Yeah, like... Like last, um, so like we've got a few changes from um, from last week. Even there's no Muldoon, Bundy and we are on the are on their holidays. Finley's not around, and McCartney's not even on the bench. 
like there's a lot of change again this week, which if you ever notice is a is a running theme for Connacht. Yeah. Now I do think you've probably got your first choice back five in terms of Cannon, the lads, O'Brien, Butler, and McKeown out. So there's something to that at least. And Peter Robb has gone back into the centre for you guys. Which I'm looking forward to see. You know, um, he's a very good player, very talented. Just he took that surgery at the beginning of the season, just hasn't been able to play. Like one of the bigger things is um, Butler chosen over McKeown as captain, which is an odd call. Not an odd call, but um, it's a it's a surprising call. Any idea why you think that's happened? Uh, I'd say McKeown's been injured a lot of the season. So I think Butler must be having a really good impact off field for that to be a call. And he must be someone that leads the team on it. Well, look, I mean, it's it's kind of going into the lion's den. The Ospreys form, finally, um, embarrassingly, is coming good. It's four wins in the last five games. Uh, relatively unchanged side. So Tipperick is, is uh, going to have to play sevens for Wales in the Commonwealth Games, actually. Actually, is it, is it Wales or is it a Team GB thing? It's Wales. The Commonwealth is everyone has their own. Okay. And then you've got Mercer and King coming in, but then the rest of the team is pretty much unchanged. So you've still got Bigger, you've still got the likes of Hassler and Evans in the backfield. Um, it's a strong team. I would not be optimistic. No, like I, I'm not expecting us to win, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Like uh, Ospreys are trying to cement their fifth place to get into that European playoff spot. And where they're more than likely going to be against either, I think, Ulster, uh, you know, or Treviso. Yeah, God, imagine if Ulster was going into the playoffs, that'd be not good. Yeah, and they are visiting Edinburgh, who, the way they're playing, are going to be formidable. Yeah, and furious after their loss to Cardiff at the weekend at home. Yeah. I don't know, there's such a mix there. I think they're kind of going, all right, let's blood some younger players. Let's get them into a frame of mind where they can play next season. There's a couple of academy guys coming in. So they're tight head as academy, one of the second rows, a couple of the guys on the bench. Um, you've got Cooney and McPhillips continuing at halfbacks. Uh, I, to me, I think this is the pick of the fixtures for the Irish teams. It's just got the most on the line. Yeah, if Ulster lose, they're in a challenge cup next season. Uh, 100%. But I mean, Ulster, Ulster needs to be going into this with the mentality of, I know it's difficult, I know it's an away win, but we actually need to win this to, to deny Edinburgh a bonus point and probably to get a bonus point ourselves definitely but I just don't see where it comes from for them I don't think their pack's strong enough to face this Edinburgh pack this weekend and unless magic is created from their back three I don't see where their scores come from now, now it is an Edinburgh pack without Ben Toulis without Hardy without WP Nell um, new pair of halfbacks Hidalgo Klein and Weir coming in for Fells and Vanderbilt so there is a little bit of change from the team that went out last week. So unless Ulster... Like Ulster just start this game quickly. There's no point. If Edinburgh get ahead of steam up at home, Ulster are going to get absolutely annihilated. I I would give this as an Edinburgh win. Yeah, I think so. So that's Ulster. Let's move on to Leinster's Ebre. Okay, so this and this is a clear win for Leinster. Like I said last time. Like, you know, Ospreys. Remember Ospreys? Uh, bite me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fine. All right, yeah, okay. So this time, it, do you know what? If Zebre beat Leinster in the RDS, then we will do the podcast on Facebook Live and I will literally eat my own footwear. Like, there's no way Leinster are going to lose at home to Zebre. Oh, no, like, Zebre are, like, rooted to the bottom of their comp, like, 
Zebra are root are Zebra have taken out a mortgage on the bottom of their conference. Zebra have moved in their entire family and have work visas for the bottom of their conference. Like pretty much. Like some of the bigger players are on holidays, like you know, Sexton Crone and McFadden are, are on holiday together in Dubai. Like this is you know. all of the Irish guys going on holidays. I just I, I want there to be a buddy cop show about Bundy Aki and Quinn Rue. Like I I would definitely watch that. Bundy, who loves to be on camera, and Quinn Rue hiding from it at all times. <laughs> yeah, just being really solemn and really sullen all the time and glaring at people and then smashing lads and getting penalised. Pretty much. For Leinster, what you're just looking for in this match is who's going to play themselves into a Champions Cup jersey. Really? Yeah, and I mean, so obviously we're recording this on Thursday before the team sheets are out, but you're expecting there to be a little bit of movement. There was still talk during the week about whether Sean O'Brien was going to be fit. Um and I think he's got a real battle on his hands to try and wrestle that jersey off Dan Levy. I, I don't think he'll get it back at this stage of the season. Um, but possibly a bit of movement between centres and back three where there is still jerseys up for grabs. Yeah, and they're they are clearly managing Ace's game time, so um there's you know, there's always there's all those little bits to kind of come into it. Yeah. And I mean Zebra have nothing to play for, but at the same time Leinster have got you know, the two Italian sides and what at that point of the season I'm expecting to be a massively disinterested Connacht team. Well, they won't be disinterested because it is John Muldoon's last match for Connacht. All, you know. ah, good point. Good point. That'll be one to watch out for. Yeah, that'll be a really good um that'll be a really good game. And let's talk about complete opposite now, which is gonna be Kings and Munster. <laughs> Please tell me you're watching the likes of Simon Zebo's Instagram story this week. Like, it's a two-week holiday slash warm-weather training camp. The whole squad has gone to South Africa. Like, the whole senior squad is down there. But the players you've brought, I think, the tw- the 15 or 23 for the Saturday match is the younger the younger side area one. And then Cheetahs will be the test to get everyone set up for the Champions Cup then the week after. Yeah, I, I mean, the, with the injury crisis the way it is, you're still going to see, like... You're still going to see players who will start or bench at the Champions Cup making game time out here. So like one of Sam Arnold or Rory Scannell are going to have to play. One of uh, Jack O'Donoghue, Robin Copeland are going to have to play. Reese Marshall, James Cronin are going to have to play. That's a lot of Champions Cup players who are going to play 160 minutes of rugby. Yeah, but you know, I think given that it's in South Africa, it'll actually serve them better in the long, like for that quarter final. So yeah, I suppose. And Look, it's not hopefully. as if like they're going to be exactly tested in this first match. No, no, no. This King side genuinely would not beat eggs. They have won a game this season, like singular game against like the world's worst Dragons team. And like they've been pumped in all of those. I think they've got three losing bonus points all season. So like they're getting hockeyed out the gate every week. Yeah, they've, they, the amount of tries they concede is astronomical. Yeah, yeah. 102 tries and there's still three games left to go. <laughs> I can see another five, six, seven plus going, you know, on this weekend. Like the Sunwolves conceded less than 100 last year in Super Rugby, which is tri-central. And like there's 102 already from the Kings. Oh, like, let's be serious. So like, apart from showing up, what do Munster need to do to win? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, again, it's the same kind of stuff. You probably want to see them... Um, try out some patterns, run their lines, and just avoid injuries. Like, the last thing you want is some giant um, Southern Kings player absolutely smashing up players um, and coming back and having more injuries to pile on. Which is kind of what any, all they want when they're against teams that are at that level. So, a couple of other games this weekend. Um, might just rattle through them quickly. We have Cheetahs v Cardiff. Um, 
probably cheaters. It'll be a competitive match because Cardiff can kind of catch cheaters for that third spot. Like all going well, they have something to they do have something to play for. So there will be something in that match, but I would say cheaters. Yeah, I think so. Um, game of the round up next then. We've got Scarlets against Glasgow. Oh, definitely. This is going to be rugby heaven. This is as rugby Nirvana. The way they're both playing, the way the two teams are set up to play. Well, actually, the way the two squads are set up to play, because even resting a few names, which both of them can do, because Glasgow are going to win that conference and Scarlets have more important stuff to be worrying about, like their whole squad down to like the academy sides all play that kind of attack in rugby. So that, that should be really good watching. And then... The opposite the, of that. Yeah, like the world... <laughs> I actually think this might be more unwatchable than the Munster game. So you've got Benetton at home to Dragons, which is Benetton all day with a bonus point. Yeah, they're every day of the week and twice on Sundays they win in this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the Dragons' points difference is 230 points worse than Benetton's? <laughs> You'd never kind of think that with Treviso's history, you know. That this new animal called Benetton was going to be able to win the occasional game. But they've won nine games this season. Yeah, they've kind of got themselves in order. The, is this the Cotter O'Shea effect kind of taking hold of at least one team up there? Ah, look, I hope so. I mean, it'll be good to see Italian rugby get a bit stronger. I think the Six Nations needs it. I think Europe needs it. So that's the games for the week. Uh, now we move on to our One to Watch segment. So Park and myself, looking ahead to the weekend, have been uh, doing our homework and trying to figure out where we're going to see some impact from the teams over the course of the weekend. What have you come up with, Park? I've cheekily got two players in my head. And, you know, I know it's one to watch, but I think Peter Robb coming back is is interesting from a college perspective. He hasn't played all season. He's really, he really is an impact player. And if he has a good game, you'll see why so many college fans like him. But in my mind, I just would say everyone should keep an eye on Banda for the Kings. If Munster kick loose, he'll just be a fun person to watch when he gets going. That's, that's literally it. Just literally keep an eye on him. Okay, very and good. And you, who who are your kind of thoughts? So I'm looking at that Ulster Edinburgh game and thinking that if Ulster aren't incredibly clinical, then Magnus Bradbury is going to have a field day. He's been bossing the breakdown the last couple of games for Edinburgh, and I would expect him to go out. He's a huge physical presence. Um, I think he'll be the one to watch. Um, and like I said, if Ulster aren't all over him, then they're going to have real trouble at the breakdown all day. Okay, great. And that is us for this week. We'll be releasing our next episode on Monday the 9th of April, recapping the weekend's fixtures. Please let us know what you made of the games. Send us a message on Facebook for slash the second row or on Twitter where we're at the second row. That's 2ND, not the word second. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.